Welcome in for another great edition of the Deep Slant Podcast. I'm your host, DP Sidhu, and I am really excited about this week's podcast. I'm excited about every podcast, but I've got a couple of great guests on the show today. I've got Will Fuller, the fifth, and, you know, we talk about a lot of different things with Will. He's pretty soft-spoken, but I feel like this is a really good sit-down with him. I got him for about 10 minutes, and he really opened up about a lot of things that I've been wanting to ask him. I've also got John Schmelk, who does a lot of different things for the Giants. He does radio. He writes for them. He does their pregame. Um, and we talk about the sort of the state of the Giants also at 0-2 and what that team looks like. A lot more talented than the record shows. I've got both of those guests on today's podcast. So be sure to tune in on iTunes, tune in or Stitcher, and leave a review. Also, NFL coaches, you know, they use Bose technology to block out 80,000 screaming fans, which is pretty much what NRG Stadium is going to be on Sunday. And so in order to deal with that, they use these great, powerful noise cancellation headphones, as do I uh, when I'm here. And that is the Bose headphones and the Quiet Comfort 35 headphones, too. They block out lots of noise. They'll block out all those 80,000, 75,000 fans at NRG Stadium, and all the noise on the field, too. So once all those distractions are out of the way, they can put all their focus into the game and the game plan. Uh, QC35 Wireless 2 is is my go-to headphone. Be sure to check out Bose at www.bose.com slash Texans. Bose, the official headphones of the NFL. And if you're out and about this weekend, it's so hot still in Houston. So be sure to check out Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, 12 locations. There are three new locations opening up soon. Fulcher Kingwood and Porter, and a new food truck that's custom designed to bring you everything, not just frozen custard, but steak, burgers, fries. You can just bring it to your event, just serve the whole party. So check it out. Freddy's Original Double Steak Burger is a real game changer. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers. All right, now we've got a great podcast in store for you. Will Fuller the Fifth. So many different things that I could have asked him. Trust me, I did. Um, we talked a little bit about football, but we also talked about his touchdown celebration. I don't know if you all had noticed it or not. He does jump up and celebrate with Bruce Ellington, but then he and Deshaun Watson and a few other players, they all have a new move that they've incorporated this year. He's only done it once because he's only had one touchdown. We we definitely got into that. And I also talked to him about what his relationship with DeAndre Hopkins is like off the field. Uh, are they good friends? Do they talk? Do they not talk? They're both pretty soft-spoken, and, and Will shared a couple of funny tidbits from their friendship. So let's get into it. Will Fuller the Fifth on the Deep Slant Podcast. Here is Will after week two. All right, joining me today, Will Fuller. Welcome back, minus the loss. Uh, your first game back it was probably exactly how you planned it, right? Over 100 yards receiving, touchdown. Uh, how good did it feel to be back out there? And was there any rust to knock off for you? Uh, I don't feel like there was any rust, though. Um... Before I hurt my hamstring, I was out there with Deshaun a lot in training camp. So we got a lot of reps together. And then when I wasn't out there, I was, you know, watching and, you know, communicating with him. So I don't feel like there was any rust. But um, it, it was good to get back out there with the guys and, uh, you know, contribute a little bit. But, you know, like you said, tough loss. So I uh, need to do a little more. All right. I want to ask you about the touchdown celebration. I'm going to put it in air quotes because it seemed like you guys were all – uh, doing, I, I don't know how to describe it other than you had your finger under your nose like a mustache, but everybody was doing it with you. Like they yeah. all, it was like a, a thing with you that everybody seemed to do. Oh, That's man. new, right? Like it's new. It's basically okay. um, just uh, we just wiping our nose clean. It is, you know, uh, young thug. We just showing our love to, to to young thug. You know, we it, you can call it slime season. 
Oh, slime season. Slime oh, season. of course. Yep. So, <laughs> Texans 2018 slime season. Okay, I like it. I like it. I hope we get to do it a lot more. Yep. And you know what? I think people are going to start paying attention now because I didn't catch it the first time because you guys are all celebrating, but yep. then afterwards. All right. Uh, Deshaun said in the second half of that game, you guys were really all on the same page. What was it that made it so easy for you guys to just pick up where you left off? Because I think a lot of people thought it was going to take you guys a little bit of time to get into that rhythm. Not really a lot of time, but you guys were just right where you left off since week eight of last year. Yeah, just like I said, just you know, that that just shows shows all the work that we put in, you know, during training camp because you just can't go out there on on Sundays and you know put up a, a good performance, you know, because they have guys on the, on the other team who are pros too, who you know get paid for their their job just like we do. So just you know putting in that extra work and just you know finding you know anything, watching film just to see like some tells that we can take advantage of and uh, executing the, the game plan. What do you think your strength is right now? Because I know a lot of people talk about your route running just being really crisp. Obviously, your speed, uh, which is what everyone had known you for before that. And you pretty much pulled in every catch but maybe one, I think, in Sunday's game, or you were close to perfect. It seemed like you do a lot of things well in this third season. What What do you think it is that you do well or uh, best in your game? Me just uh, – I would say speed. You know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm known for. And, uh, you know, I like to, you know – think I have good good routes because you know that's what I you know I'm a receiver so you got to have routes as a receiver you can't just play fast it's a a lot of guys who think you can just go to the NFL and just play fast but it's tough because you know you got guys on the other side who are smart so um just you know mixing it up you know trying to trying to play fast you know like I said just find some tells about the DB that, that um that I can take advantage of but for me it's just playing fast and just you know doing everything as fast as possible because you know the DB don't want to get beat deep so um they're going to try to protect that. I remember when you were just a rookie here, You had, somebody had mentioned that you take a lot of notes, that you used to take a lot of notes in meetings, that you just took notes and notes and notes. And I asked you what you were taking notes on, and you said you pretty much took notes on everything. How is it now for you? Is it still like you're just constantly learning, or does the game seem to have, have slowed down and, and you just sort of have this instinctual way that you attack the game now? Yeah, I would say it, it slowed down a lot since my rookie season. I mean, just looking back at it, it's, it's funny to me just how how – rattled I was just being out there you know on the same field as you know these NFL players I've you know I've been watching for for my life like it was cool so now it's just I'm a lot more relaxed you know we we all we all uh I won't say we all but just just having these years of experience you know all the film I've been watching over these two years and it's my job now so um just you know that rookie season is all about taking it all in but had to you know uh start contributing fast so I bet um, a lot of the younger receivers are probably going to you and asking you questions now. Yeah, yeah, like Kiki, you know, Kiki does a good job too. I mean, he, he's he's a real smart guy. You know, he knows every time the coach try to call on him in the meetings, he always knows the answer. So Kiki's a smart guy. You know, can't wait to get him back on the field. And um, I would say, you know, you know, all the guys, Vincent and Chester, like they've been doing a good job with, with our playbook because our playbook is, is real tough. So I remember being a rookie, it was real difficult. And that's why I was taking notes. But um, now, you know, everything has slowed down for me. So I, 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 know, I know how it feels to be done. You and DeAndre Hopkins are just such a powerful duo right now. Like, a lot of people talk about it. It could be the best in the league if you keep up this pace. What's your relationship like with DeAndre off the field? Because I know you guys have talked about with each other how how much your games complement each other, but what's your relationship like with him off the field? Yeah, I mean, me me and Hop talk about everything, uh, really. Um, It's it's, it's pretty hard to discuss. I mean, uh, I would say we have a real good relationship off the field. Like, fashion-wise, I don't think that you guys are similar. Or, like, do you guys discuss stuff like that? I mean, we, we've we discussed stuff like that, like having the same style as maybe, but, you know, um, I don't, I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to pay for all that yet. So um, He's like, maybe in a few years. But, um, I mean, we talk about everything, uh, relationships, you know, clothes, 
you know, I, I mean, I remember in the all season, I was sending him pictures like, "What you think about this?" You know, uh, some some clothes and stuff. He, like, yeah, get that. that that's, that's hot. So I mean, we talk about everything. Everybody's um, got a friend like that. That before you buy it, you have to send them a picture and be yeah, like, "Should I or shouldn't I?" Make, yeah, make sure. Send and they'd be honest it. with you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I know a lot of people asked you about this off season. You talked about it as well. You put on some muscle. I want to ask you, like, if you rewind, what went into that decision? What made you decide this is something I need to do for my game? Was it a collective effort? Was it, you know, Bill O'Brien? Was it the, the strength and conditioning, the sports performance staff? Was it you? How did you come to that decision? And why did you decide that now was the time to do something like that? Yeah, just, you know, my injuries. I was I was real frustrated with my injuries. Um, you know, some things that can, you know, could possibly be avoided. Like, uh, you know, I hurt my ribs last year. I know that could be avoided with, with some weight and some strength. So um, just looking at it, like, I'm, I was – 165 pounds in the NFL. I was just, just thinking about it this year. I'm like, how, how did I do that? You know, I did it in college. I don't know how I did it in college, but uh, I, you know, I found out quickly it's not gonna work. You know, I've been injured a lot my, my first two years, so um, just putting on a little weight and, and just you know, just so I can I can put on enough weight where I can still play fast, but um, just seeing how it feels and, and I feel real good too. So um, and you've been able to keep up your speed despite yeah. putting on extra muscle. Were you worried about that at all? That if you get bigger, like what the thing that you pride yourself on might you might compromise some of that i really wasn't because i got i got real big during the combine i think i was like 100 almost 190 pounds and that's when i ran my 40 to you were so. i don't remember that okay yeah, yeah. so um yeah, i lost all that my rookie season that was, <laughs> that was a bad season for me I being lost, in houston it just sort weight. of melted off right yep, yep and uh yeah but i mean i i knew as long as i put it on the right way which i did with luke and, and lad and, and those guys uh, that'll be fine. I know you trained with a former teammate at Notre Dame as well uh, during the offseason, Equinemius St. Brown, and his dad was a two-time Mr. Universe. So what's that like, lifting with a two-time? He was there. I assume he yeah, was he there. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, that's John not pressure Brown. or anything, right? John Brown. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked to him a lot at Notre Dame. I remember uh, I think around the time where I was thinking about uh, leaving and going to the draft, I was talking to him about – and helped me gain weight, and I just never got back around to it until, until this year. And uh, I actually put on some weight fast with him, so um, I'm, I'm definitely going. I'm definitely looking forward to working out with him again. But he, he real intense, and it, it was fun going out there and uh, working with EQ and his, and his dad. What about meals? Like, what did he, was he on you about? What you ate? Like, what do you yeah, eat cooked, to put on? He, he cooked everything for us. I mean, I feel like. When I was out there with him, I, I ate like spaghetti like thirteen times. Like that's <laughs> he the only thing I too? ate with spaghetti. That's, yeah, I, I ate spaghetti for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Okay, so if you, so really you want to put on some weight, if you trying to gain weight, <laughs> and you can eat that three times a day. You'll be fine. I was putting on weight quick. <laughs> How much weight did you put on overall? Um, since I first, you know, since I first weighed in with Luke, I was small. I don't know. Coming back from the offseason, I was small, like one sixty five, and now I'm about. 183, 185, floating around that range, so about 20 pounds. Do you think you're going to keep it going? Uh, I know it's hard during the season, but, like, can you keep it going? Yeah, what about in the off season? I feel like I can keep it going because, like I said. Like, how Luke, big could you get, Well, I, th- I, I could probably get to, like, 195, <laughs> 200 if I tried oh to. <laughs> with, working with uh, EQ's dad, I can get there fast, too, so. But uh, I don't want to do that. Do some Mr. Universe in your off-season with him, right? That's too big, 200 pounds. (laughs) I don't think I'll be fast. I I won't be eating spaghetti three times a day, that's for sure. I know you guys are playing the Giants on Sunday. Have you ever met Odell Beckham? I've never met Odell, nope. I know DeAndre hung out with him a little bit in the off-season. Yeah, I think, uh, I'm not even sure, but yeah, I never met, I never met Odell. Is he he one of those guys that, like, as a receiver, you just sort of watch his game, or you'd been watching his game and things that he could do? Yeah, I mean, uh... Or is it, like, less impressive, because you see DeAndre Hopkins every day? I mean, like... They they both make incredible catches, so um, 
I've never really, I've never seen a, um, Odell in person, so I've, I've seen Hop in person. I've, I mean, we'll see on Sunday how you know how that, that matches up. How about that secondary? Because you got Janoris Jenkins and maybe Eli Apple if he's playing. What are going to be your, some of your challenges Sunday? Yeah, um, Eli. I played against Eli my last game in college. I know. It's oh, you lot, did. Yeah, I know it's a lot different now, but you know he's a he's a bigger. What DB. do you remember about him? He's he's a big DB. Um, he's fast. You know, he has all the intangibles to be, to you know, to run with me. So I just gotta. You know, do what I do. So I, I mean, it's, it's gonna be a good matchup. You know, Janoris, he's he's real smart. He's been, a, he's a veteran player. Um, you know, he he can he can run with you. He he make good plays on the ball. So it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a, t- a tough matchup. But um, we'll see what happens on Sunday. All right, good stuff. Hopefully, we see a lot more of your what is it called? Slam slam season. Slam season. Slam season. Good stuff. Will Fuller. <laughs> Thank thanks you. so much, Will. All right, good stuff from Will. I actually Googled uh, what slime season meant. And that really didn't give me much insight because I don't really listen to Young Thug. But apparently from doing some research, it means that you get what's coming to you. You take advantage of a situation and get the advantage over your opponent or whoever you're going up against. So I guess that's a, that's just my loose interpretation of what <laughs> slime season is. But anyway, they do the, the finger mustache. So be sure to look for the finger mustache after touchdown celebrations. They're all doing it. It's it's the latest craze. And if anybody at work is ever looking at my Google history i'm sure they're just totally confused as to what i actually do for a living but i mean i don't know what i did before google it's it's great stuff (laughs) also great for checking out your opponent you know my the opposing beat writer i I get a chance i feel like that's like my google for the week i I do that on monday tuesday early on in the week i'll get the person that's basically me for the opposing team and then we'll sort of break down what that team looks like and so we did that this week with john schmelk of giants.com and, you know, gave us some insight into why the Giants are 0-2, where they're really struggling, what could be dangerous, what could be a threat. This is John Schmelk of Giants.com. Take a listen. You know, it looks like a very promising offense on paper. The Giants did a lot of things in the offseason. They locked up uh, Nate Solder. They drafted Saquon Barkley. They paid Odell Beckham Jr. You know, what is the mindset now heading into week three? Start blocking people. They have all the weapons you can imagine. You know, you mentioned a lot of them. Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham Jr., Thelen Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram, uh, Eli Manning, a two-time Super Bowl MVP. They have all the weapons uh, you might want to have a successful offense. The problem is, at least for the first two weeks, is that the offensive line and also the tight ends and running backs in pass protection have not given Eli the time needed to connect with those guys and make as many big plays as they should be able to make. Looking at the coaches' film last week, you know, there were three or four plays where if Eli had another, you know, second or two to just survey the field. He had big plays to be made down the field, but he didn't have that time. So uh, against a good Texans pass rush, uh, a big, big goal this upcoming week for the Giants is get those assignments down, handle blitzes and twists and stunts a lot better, and if they do that, they think this offense can succeed. Yeah, a lot of people like to neutralize a good pass rush with a good running game, and and the the Giants definitely have – uh, a very talented back in Saquon Barkley. He had that 68-yard touchdown run in the first game against the Jags. How would you describe his style of play, and how have the Giants been using him? It looks like they've been using him as a receiver as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, last week he led the Giants in receptions with 12. Unfortunately for them, it was only uh, for 80 yards. So uh, they like to get him down the field uh, a little bit more. Excuse me, actually had 14 catches for 80 yards against Dallas, not 12. I shortchanged him by two. Uh, but they couldn't get him down the field, and he's done a great job at breaking tackles. He's very elusive. He's powerful. Uh, as Dave Gettleman said when they drafted him, he's a 230-pound big running back that runs like a little guy. So he has great agility, 
and he's been a big play guy. You mentioned his 68-yard run, which is great. The problem is, if you take out that 68-yard run, he only has about, let's see, I'm doing quick math here in my head, 66 yards on 28 carries. So I think you'd like to be a little bit more consistent to get those four or five yards to getting good second and third and down distances. Um, in terms of his style, I'm not saying he's as good of a player, but his style, is, to me, is actually somewhat similar to Barry Sanders in that he'll do a lot of, you know, ducking and juking in the backfield. He'll reverse fields a lot. He's always trying to kind of hunt that big play. So uh, you got to make sure you're disciplined because if you miss a tackle, he can go 60 yards in a second. Yeah, you mentioned the consistency or the lack thereof for, for Saquon, and I was going to ask you about that Week 2 game at Dallas. Not a lot of yardage for Barkley. Uh, what, what do you think the Cowboys' defense did that really shut down the run game for the Giants? Well, they just frankly dominated up front, and the Giants were never able to consistently run the football. Um, I think they probably came out passing um, more than they did running at the start of that game, uh, and you wonder if you go back maybe to neutralize that pass rush, they could have ran it a little bit more. But when they did run, they didn't have a lot of success. You know, the Cowboys are fast on defense. Sean Lee's a fast linebacker. Jalen Smith is a fast linebacker, and they ran to the football, and they gang-tackled him. Saquon Barkley actually broke around, I think, six to eight tackles in that game, maybe more, but he still only gained 28 yards rushing and averaged under six yards per catch. So the Cowboys gang-tackled him, and that's what the Texans are going to have to do on Sunday. I know Odell Beckham Jr. is always a big hot topic of conversation, and after all the drama last season and during the offseason – how does he look in his return from the ankle injury? And I know when he came back, he said it's a more mature OBJ. Uh, how much different does is he now that he's got that long-term uh, contract? And here's the beauty of it. He was different before they gave him the long-term contract. And, in fact, I think the reason he got the long-term contract is because he was acting differently. Uh, the ankle really, I think, rang a bell in his head a little bit and allowed him to wake up. And he grew up a lot. He matured. Uh, He's been a very different person this offseason. He was here for the voluntary portion of the offseason program, something he hadn't done previously, which I think was a great sign to the front office that he was a guy you can trust to invest that money in. And he's just been much more of a happy person. I think he appreciates what he has. Little things don't bother him as much as they used to. So I think he's growing up a little bit. And I think immaturity uh, in the past had really been a a problem, his biggest problem, to be quite honest with you. He's always loved football. He works his butt off. And I think he's a much more mature person now. And I think the money gives him security and it'll only make things better. Uh, As for him on the field coming back from the injury, honestly, and it's scary to say, he might even look a little bit faster. Uh, He he has come back, and if you would have told me he had an ankle injury and and, and I arrived from planet Mars, I wouldn't have believed you. He (laughs) looks fantastic, and you're going to have to pay a lot of attention to him. He was targeted a ton in the first week of the year, 15 times. Uh, he had a quiet game last week. He was still targeted, I think, eight or nine times in the game. So he is going to be a big focus for the Giants' attack. All right, Eli Manning in his 15th season. It's just so hard to believe. How has the transition been like for him? You guys have a new head coach in Pat Shermer. Uh, how different are things now with Shermer in charge? And, you know, how does Eli look this season? Uh, Eli's a pro. Um, he really is. You know, he's probably not the same quarterback he was back in 2011 when the Giants won their last Super Bowl. You know, he's six or seven years older. He's 37 years old. It happens to everybody. But if you give him the protection he needs, he can still succeed. Uh, He's pre-snap. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, He knows where to go with the football. He knows how to arrange protections, read blitzes, read defenses, all that stuff. 
And he still has a good, strong arm. You know, his velocity in practice doesn't look any different today than it did 10 years ago. Um, so he still has it physically. Um, I think this offense under Pat Shermer actually fits him a lot better than the offense did under Ben McAdoo. They do a lot more stuff taking chances vertically down the field. Now, they couldn't do it last week against Dallas because of the protection issues. But if they can give him the time, this offense will try to make big plays down the field. So uh, that change in the offense, I think, will be good for Eli long-term this year. I know you mentioned uh, the lack of pass protection for Eli, that he had six sacks in that game against Dallas. Even with Nate Solder's addition, the Giants' O-line is really struggling to protect Eli. How do they work their way back to giving him time to throw? And I know, especially this week, you've, you've lost your starting center also to a season-ending injury. How do they work their way back from that? Where do they go from here? Yeah, it's a great question. Luckily, John Greco is a 10-year veteran, and he's who's going to step in and play for John Halapio, who broke his leg last week. Uh, the problem is that Greco traditionally is a guard. They worked him in center and camp a little bit. They have confidence he can handle it. But that's not his natural position, per se. But he's been in the league a long time. I think he'll be fine there. As for the rest of the line, really, their issues the first two weeks are very different. Uh, the first week against Jacksonville, they beat the Giants' offensive line with a lot of man-on-man, just mano-on-mano. And, you know, the Jaguars have one of the best, as you guys well know, in Houston. The Jaguars have one of the best defensive fronts in the league. So that was a, a talent thing. Last week against Dallas, it was a lot of getting your protections right, picking up blitzes, communicating on stunts and twists. And that comes down to getting that stuff done in practice and really being on the same page mentally. So if they can do that, I think they'll be in better shape this week. And, of course, a lot of that might have to do with whether or not Jadavion Clowney can suit up too, which gives the Texans another really good pass rusher. Absolutely. Uh, let's switch gears and talk about the Giants' defense. There's a familiar face that might be returning to NRG Stadium, Connor Barwin. Can't believe he's still in the league uh, playing at the <laughs> level that he's playing at. He must be drinking from the Fountain of Youth. What's that Giants' defense known for? What are they, what are they doing well this year, and what are some things that they've really struggled with? I think their two strengths, in my opinion, is inside on the defensive line. Damon Snacks Harrison is a house in there. He's impossible to move, and it's very difficult to run up the middle against his defense, throwing Dalvin Tomlinson and B.J. Hill, two guys that can play nose tackle and did in college, and they're their defensive ends in the 3-4. So they have three guys that are hard to move inside. That, to me, is the biggest strength of this defense. We'll see about Eli Apple this week and whether or not he can play the Giants cornerback. He left with a groin injury. Uh, that's going to be up in the air, I bet you, till the end of the week. And then you have Janoris Jenkins, who's a very good cover guy. So I think their two starting corners, if Eli Apple's there, are, are probably their strength outside and then their run defense inside. Where you can get them, coverage in the linebacker position, uh, their pass rush, and we'll see about Olivier Vernon this week if he can play. He missed the first two games of the year. Their pass rush has not been consistent. Uh, it has not affected opposing quarterbacks. That's been a problem. And then finding that second safety next to Landon Collins uh, in that back half has been an issue as well. The pass rush not being effective, that's interesting that you mention that because much like the Texans, the Giants have sort of gotten themselves in a hole early in their games. How much of it is just because you, you know, you're down when the game starts and the, and the pass rush, there's really not a lot of plays that they can sort of do what they do, whereas get after the quarterback that's dropped back to pass? Yeah, you know, I think that's a good question. It's a good point, and I think it's part of it, especially with their opponents. Both the Jaguars and the Cowboys both want to run the football. Uh, they both want to run a lot of play-action passes. They don't do a lot of straight five- and seven-step drops to give uh, opposing defensive linemen and an edge rushers a chance to get after the quarterback. But even when those guys were taking those five- and seven-step drops, even without the sack numbers there, they really haven't affected the opposing quarterback enough 
the forced turnovers. That's one of the reasons the Giants' defense only has one takeaway so far this year because the pass rush has not affected the quarterback and forced those turnovers. So that's going to be a consistent problem. Olivier Vernon, again, is by far their best pass rusher. A high ankle sprain has kept him out. We'll see if he's able to play this week, and that's going to be a real big deal whether or not the Giants can put consistent pressure on Deshaun Watson. Uh, certainly one to watch this week, Vernon and uh, Eli Apple, those injuries for the Giants this week. What are some of the other storylines you're looking at heading into this week three matchup, John? I'm not going to belabor it, but the number one matchup has to be the Giants' offensive line against uh, the Texans' defensive front. That's number one, but we've covered that in detail already. I think Janoris Jenkins against DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a load of fun. Uh, I don't know if the Giants are going to have Jenkins carry him uh, on the field and you know follow him left and right depending on where he winds up. But look, Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the league. He's physical. He's big. Janoris Jenkins, uh, they nickname him Jackrabbit. He's fast. He likes getting into it, guys. He likes to be physical. He likes to play man up, bump and run. That's what the Giants defense does. They like to play man-to-man outside. If we can get those two guys matched up, for a large portion of this game, it is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, now especially with the Texans getting Will Fuller back, with Fuller and Hopkins on the field, it should be a lot of fun to watch those those matchups oh, yeah. on the field. Good stuff. Yeah, John, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. John Schmelk, a team reporter with Giants.com. John, thanks so much, and we'll see you here in Houston on Sunday. Looking forward to going back to Texas second straight <laughs> week. You <gotta> <laughs> That's okay, right, back, back-to-back Texas trips, right? <laughs> Good place to eat. Where should I go Saturday night? Oh, my gosh. You can't go wrong with barbecue or Tex-Mex. It's whatever you didn't do in Dallas, but I'm biased. I think Houston's got much better restaurants than Dallas. I look forward to it. We'll talk offline. You send me a text. I'll give you some recs. How about that? Sounds like a plan. Good stuff from John Schmelk, Giants.com. And, you know, we got into a little bit about Eli Apple, but he's been ruled out for the game, as has Olivia Vernon. And so we'll see how that plays out for the Giants on Sunday, obviously dealing with their own a set of injuries, and we'll see. Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl champion. J.J. Watt had a big game against him in 2014. That was the year of Watt. Uh, he's looking like himself again, so hopefully he gets more um, more sacks. He got a sack in that 2014 game. Hopefully he gets his first this year, and the ball gets rolling for this Texans defense and the offense as well, and they can pull out a win on Sunday. So looking forward to that. As always, uh, you can always check out HoustonTexans.com for all the highlights. And the Deep Slant Podcast, iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher. And it's also on the mobile app as well. So be sure to leave a review. Let me know what you thought. And so that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.